the new one in. This is the new intro. Potty yaddy 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 yaddy. Welcome to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. I am your host back in the flesh, Alan Pettigrew Jr. In front of me is my good friend, Calvin McGowan. Calvin, let the people hear your melodic voice, my friend. What's up, everybody? Um, as always, I'm Calvin McGowan. It's a pleasure to be here. I hope y'all enjoyed your fireworks on the fourth, and presumably, you know, your your, your various beverages. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's good to be here. Yeah. Yes, yes, and I pray that you all have your still. But uh, let's go ahead and get into some fun stuff. Officially, finals, even though it's like a month after it normally happens. And we have the Suns and the Bucks in the finals after the first time almost 40 years for the Suns. I, I'm, I'm doing Charles Barkley bad. It's probably closer to 30, but it's been a long time. Then the Bucks has been 50 years, pretty much. Pretty much. Let's talk about how each team has got it. Just like, like I've been so impressed by the Suns. Like we talking about the Elbow Brothers and Chris Ball and Devin Booker. Yeah, I'm saying that I'm trying to make it happen. We got emerging as a what top five, top ten center. In the league right now, uh, Mikael Bridges is having a breakout party nationally. Like he's been good, but this dude has been amazing. Uh, campaign story, There's nothing but great storylines for this. Song. Happy to see everybody here. About Frank Kaminsky, if they Kaminsky gets a ring, I've been wondering why he's still getting the NBA check for at least four years now. I, I can't help you with that one. He's yeah. he's like seven feet tall and can shoot a little bit. He doesn't. It, does it matter? Yeah. Like I, I, he's not a backup on the team. Like you, you're not even getting like a good. Maybe he's like a really like good person to have in the locker room. Maybe like a bench guy. But I ain't gonna bury him like that. We we spent too much time on him. This is more than he's played in the entire playoffs. <laughs> And then we look at the Bucks. I think that Giannis's injury. Has, yeah, they played the last two games without him. Yeah, like I think Giannis's injury might be the bright spot of what's happening because it's forced Chris Middleton to be solid, which he has been over those games. It's forced Drew Holiday to look like All Star Drew Holiday. Like you, you remember that. Almost ten years ago, when he was an All Star, Brooke Lopez also had a throwback game. Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez, when he was playing for the uh, Nets, Ticker Tape was coming across, and he was yeah, averaging like thirty. Right, this has been an amazing ride for both teams, and I appreciate what we have seen. They have overcome a lot, but I guess like that's been this. These playoffs, like you gotta overcome something to get where you at, and I guess that's always the story for uh, playoff teams. But I guess that's been the head 
injuries and whatnot. So it's just it was everything come together the way. Like it feels like a bright spot before we get into and whatnot. Um, he that. Ooh, what do you feel like has been a bright spot for both teams before we get to predictions and whatnot? Well, a bright spot for the Bucks definitely is like how they were able to play without Giannis. Just because, one, it's, I'm sure, you know, if you're the coach, if you're the GM, it's nice to know that, like, your team doesn't completely fall apart when their best player can't play. Um, and they managed, you know, to get their last two games without him. And for the Suns, I don't know, like, everybody's been fairly healthy. Um... Chris Paul gets to go to his first finals um, after being in the league for what seems like forever at this point. Um, and hmm? 15 long years. And he did it with the help of a team that's, that was that were basically full, that was full of basically toddlers when he got to the league. Like, I mean, I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit. Like, they're not quite that. But DeAndre Aiden was like six. Okay, fine. I guess. <laughs> like, if that, like, the boys was babies, yo. Um, and also, um, you know the. All the people who are in charge of like doing the games and stuff, the the news people, get to complain about being stuck in Phoenix and Milwaukee for an entire for for an entire what two weeks roughly? Yeah. Depending on how things shake out. If those towns are not LA, but there's only what? It's like New York and need We ain't really been at a finals in either one of those cities. A decade for the Lakers. And I don't even think my parents remember the last time uh, last time New York had a finals hosted in their city. So does it matter? I'm pretty sure we were toddlers then. We weren't toddlers. Hold up. Never. Hold up. Wait. David. Hmm? They ain't did nothing finals-wise since the 70s. I thought it was the 90s. Like, wait, you never got to a finals? Wait. Okay. No, I don't, think, I don't think they got to one. You can, you can correct that you fact-checking. Because uh, I, I could have sworn there's a whole thing. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't be uh, Certainly, none of the people who are working as broadcasters were working as broadcasters did. Always was playing. Let's see, except Marv Albert, but I also think he's done. Uh, and this is gonna take me a second. Yeah, you good. I feel like every time somebody complains about location, you just tell them you don't know how to have fun. You mean tell them 
Come on, Tech Man. I feel like this is a quick Google. I mean, I, it occurs to me there are probably an easy, there are probably easier ways to answer this than I'm going about it. Now that you say that, huh? Yeah, they made it to a. They made, he made it to a finals. Oh, 1999. Yeah. Ah, they need. It wasn't even in uh. <laughs> it wasn't even. <laughs> what? It wasn't even in New York loan. Them boys damn near got swept. Well, I said they went to the finals. I, I mean, technically that does mean the finals was in New York. Um, Two games, max. It was still there, even if they got whooped the entire time. Yeah, man, it's. Um, I think I am so happy, Paul, that I do not care if the Phoenix Suns win. As far as it's the finals MVP, I don't care what happens. Like, you made it there. That's enough for me. I get. Well, I, uh, I, I, hmm. Cause part of me is like, I, I want Chris. Well, I do want Chris Paul to get a ring. But like, it'd also be nice for Giannis to get a ring. But like, Giannis is much younger than Paul. So like, I think I'd rather Chris Paul gets his ring. Like Giannis is, at least what he's got like a solid decade left. Most How old is he now? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know. Hmm? He's like years into his career. He's got like what now? He's eight years in his career. Uh, oh, he's 20. Yeah, he's got like a decade. It's. Oof. It's weird. It's, eight years is a long time, bro. Yeah. It's not 16, but it's a long time. I mean, it still has. You look at, what, who is it? I think it was, it might have been Booker. I think I looked at it and it's just like, oh, he's been in the, the league this long already? What, five years for Book? Yeah, it's just like you look up and like, it's like, oh, it's been almost a decade and dude's like 26 or something. And it's just like, really now? Let's go ahead and get into fiction time. I really feel like we need a hot game seven for the songs real quick. Uh, let's talk about Beverly. Did you, did you watch Passion uh, push Chris Paul? I did not. That's part of the game. <laughs> Why? So I'm, I'm realizing... I think I've always known this. My favorite players have a little bit of action. Mm-hmm. So, and just considering the play, I, I play a physical game. I am never really upset when players like show that on the court. So Patrick Beverly shoving Chris Paul like at the end of the game, like I don't, I don't feel any type of way. About it. It's not like he punched him in the back of the head or anything. Like a push doesn't really hurt anyone. Like, you just look like a douche. And I can take that. <laughs> that, man, that man had a solid game outside of what probably is a freaking... Well, shoot, it, that was like after the game, really. I want to 
I want to know so bad what Chris Paul had to say to that man. Because I can't imagine, I can't imagine that dude was that angry to lose the game where he felt like he needed to push Chris Paul specifically. I felt like Paul had to say something wild to him. And we never know what he said. That upsets me. Maybe they just don't like each other. Shoot. That's not enough. It's not enough for me yet. <laughs> not. Well, I want them mic'd up. I need somebody to... I need some... I need that mic like, to pop up somewhere. I'd pay good money to find out what happened. Okay. Since we're done with that, let's go ahead and talk predictions. Calvin, who you got? Um... That's a that's a solid question. Cause on the one hand, it's cause like the thing is, Giannis is out. My understanding is that he'll probably play in the series and game one if he can. Uh, he he apparently was not thrilled about being sidelined for those last two games, the last series. Um, but it's kind of. Shoot, this is this is gonna be a fun one. I I'm not. Hmm. I'm gonna go with the Suns just because Chris Paul and like I like to see him get a ring. There's not a whole lot of analysis to this one because analysis would leave me here all day. Um, but yeah. All right. I think I'm gonna go with the Suns too. Because I think the Suns may be deeper overall than the Bucks are. At least for people who have like some big difference. I think the matchup between Holiday is going to be really fun. Um, but I think from a scoring standpoint, Chris Paul. Like, yeah, we were talking about an all-world defender in Drew Holiday, but I will always say this. Defense doesn't mean much when you know you a bucket. Like, you, you can slow me down, but you can't stop me from getting 20. And I think you can't stop Chris Paul from getting 20 or getting the assist that he wants to make plays. Uh, then when you, you move down the um, move down and we go Chris Middleton versus Devin Booker, where we talking about or give me Devin Booker all day. Um, I know they're going to have enough defenders to really throw at them. I think the Chris Middleton, Devin Booker matchup is going to be fun because I think that's who that's who you have to go with because you you have to have your two best perimeter defenders guarding Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I think their two best perimeter defenders are going to be Devin Booker and I mean not Devin Booker but Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm going to be really fun and then we go down to the three and we're looking at uh, Miguel Bridges versus my bad who is their starting uh who's their starting three I can't think of anybody who's going to um PJ Tucker I'm not really worried about that match. well actually starting three would be Giannis well depending on how it might be. Like, I've always thought of him. <clears throat> there are a lot of dudes I look at and, like, will apparently be, like, fours that I tend to think about as threes because of, like, 
how they play is just very different from how I typically think of threes. I mean fours. But it also occurs to me like I mean, it would either be Tucker or Portis, and I'm pretty sure Portis doesn't normally start. I could be wrong though. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> Aiton versus whoever guards a matchup is going to be really fun because I don't think Aiton, I don't think uh, Brooklyn has moves his feet well enough to really uh, be a difference maker in guarding Aiton. And if we're talking about, we got plenty of dudes that can cook you and drop coverage that play for the uh, Suns. And if we go, if we go bench players, I think campaign is better than. Oof, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think campaign is better than anyone that comes off of the Bucks bench by far. Jeff T. Why Connor didn't play thirty minutes? Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking at his sheet. Mm-hmm. Think so? He said what? Uh, repeat that. I think he's way better than Jeff T. At this point in his career. Okay. I just think it occurs to me like something I just thought about. I'm sorry. It's just that, like if I'm the Bucks, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you know them and their coach are gonna come out with to start the series. But like, I would probably run something where like I argument put your put your worst man defender on Chris Paul. And have everybody else just, like, super tight coverage the entire time. Let Chris Paul do whatever he wants, scoring-wise. Just don't let anybody else get theirs. If that's easy to pull off, is a whole separate thing. But, like, a lot of the benefit of Chris Paul is his ability to get the rest of his team involved and to dictate the flow. If you can... And also just the very, just the truth of, like, one dude can't beat a team. Like, I don't, like, if, like, Chris Paul can go for 60 long as we get 61. Right. And, like, it's probably, it wouldn't be the easiest thing. You have to contain the rest of the dudes, play good defense in the passing lanes. Um, But, like, Chris Paul will probably take what you give him, at least to start. Um, which me, which means that you could at least for a couple possessions, just let him score, and like, but I don't know. I I could be wrong completely. It's a thought though. I feel where you're coming from, but I think Chris Paul is too good in isolation. Or if we're just talking about this and pick and roll, all them, all the Bucks do is drop coverage. And if you're going to leave that elbow open, we're talking about a dude that's shooting 50% from the elbow. Like, I think he's more efficient than just about everybody else that team. Like, even Giannis getting to the rim, I think, when he's faced up with Aiton. Uh, now, I think it's a completely different situation. Dario Sarge is in the game. Like, I don't. I think Dario Sarge might be a tad bit picking on this dude, and he keeps proving me wrong. I don't think Dario Sarge is going to be much in this uh, in this finals run. 
I don't know who he guards. Like, he's not exactly quick enough on the perimeter to go out there and Brook Lopez. And if we're talking about him versus Giannis, give me Giannis in the post all day. Uh, so I just... It's going to be an interesting one, yeah. And then we're talking about what? If we go head coaching battle, we talk about Monty Williams versus, well, Monty Williams and Chris Paul versus Mike Budenholzer, who is notorious for not making the greatest adjustments. That's that's fair. Yeah, man. This, this is going to be a really fun series. I got the Suns, and I guess I'll be basic and say, uh, Go with the consensus and say Suns and Six. Uh, I'm here for it, yeah. And again, my finals MVP prediction is Chris Paul. I do not care if he only plays 20 minutes a game. Chris Paul. Got to give it to him. I'll, I'm okay with this Lifetime Achievement Award for the finals MVP. Go ahead and give it to him. Don't care. Booker, Booker have his chance eventually. Even if they lose, still give it to Chris Paul. <laughs> that's that's fairly rare though that like the finals MVP didn't win. Has that ever happened? Yes. I feel like it might have happened once or twice. But it's rare. Um but well, moving along a little. Um college I, I would is, was there anything else with pro? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. Um, name, image, and likeness. Players can now make money off of themselves as if they were any other college student. I feel like this has been a really fun three weeks for uh, not the NCAA with college sports in general. Because we've seen NCAA look like monsters. We've seen the NCAA lose. Now we can see these people make money. And I am, like, super excited for it. Like, have you seen some of the brain deals that I've already started? Uh, I've seen a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, like uh, Boost Mobile gave, um, well, they're giving out a lot of money. But, like, their biggest contract was for the, the twin uh, women's college basketball players out of Fresno State who Super big following on uh, TikTok. I can't think. Of- I'm like, I I did look at that one, and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I I'd never really heard. Of, well, uh, it's like okay. It's like I, so. Hmm? You know what it is? We not we we don't be on the same places they be because I I've seen videos on like, but never cared to like actually get some more information. It's just like okay, that's cool. Oh, maybe it's just me, but I was. My thing was just like there were other players I probably would have been like, yeah, here, take my money. Yeah, it was like no traffic, those spaces is cool. Um, shout out to Hurst Miller for getting that uh two million dollar contract. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, look, know that it it pays to have a good father, right? <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Look. Your freshman year, you need to take a tax class. Figure out how that stuff works. I know you might have a person who is on your team that is going to do that for you. No, figure that out for yourself. 
like just on the off chance that uh, people want to be goofy and try to take advantage of you. I know you still got your parents and I know these schools are going to be looking out for you. Do that for yourself. It is going to be a, it is going to be a huge thing for you to know this. Now you were a business. You are a business at this point. You have gotten the OK to function how you want to do. Please take classes so you understand things financially. And read the fine print. I'm almost not even worried about you. No, no, please read the fine print. But the schools are supposed to be looking out for you in some situation to make sure your contracts are good. They, as far as I'm concerned, they owe them that at the bare minimal. At least mm-hmm. the NCAA does. You, you've been pressing for all this time. At least you can just give them benefit where they can help out here. It's always beneficial for you to know how to finesse the system so the system does not finesse you. The system is not made for any of us to truly survive. It's made for them to continue to do what they want. Know the system, do what you want. Go ahead, get that money. Yeah, like it's it's glad like it's it's good to see you know that it's gonna be an actual thing, um, and I don't know a lot of these kids they're about to make themselves a lot of money. Mhm. And look, I don't want to hear about. I don't want to hear none of that. <laughs> hey, I'm not. I don't. I, yeah. Uh, I was in that situation. I'm eating out every other night. I'm finding out some type of way. <laughs> I don't care what I. I'm, I'm finding some type of way to make sure I got good food every night. Get accident deal or something. But you think it'll affect kids going to like the G League? And like the the pro options as far as basketball in particular, I don't. I think what we're going to see is a little bit of uh, the bag will talk. Because uh, if you you name name image and likeness, those guys who are going to be seniors in they're going to be deciding back. Businesses will be following suit with, hey, if you want to go the college basketball route, you can make this bunch of money. And it's going to be like, so G League, do you want to match this money or am I going to Kentucky? Well, like, here's the thing, though, right? We talk about uh, it. um, It's just like the thing is for a lot of these young athletes, men and women, but, like, this is more men talking about G League and whatnot. It's just, like, certainly as it's set up right now, they, most of them would make more money staying in school than, like, going, like, the G League. Like, a lot of the um, women's college basketball players will probably make more in endorsements while in school than they, like, than, than, they, their, con- than their rookie contract, certainly. Um, when they get to the WNBA. And, like, especially with the G League, though, right? Because, like, 
with the WNBA, it's like it's still like you're going to like the pro league for real, for real. The G League is just is like the development league. It's where dudes go when they're either not quite good enough or like still need work to do or are too young to be there yet. Um, and it's just like if and like, for, but the thing is, the G League doesn't have exposure like that. It's like we have a G League team, and I could not tell you when they play, where they play at. Well, like, I know there's somewhere, in, it's some spot in South Haven, but, like, I couldn't tell you anything else. Like, I don't know who's on that squad. Like, people people writ large, even people that care about basketball a fair bit, can't, can't really tell you who's up in the G League right now. True. I didn't even think about that, because at that point, you're... Your decision comes down to not so much money, especially if you can make close to an equivalent, which which would be wild for a freshman in, at the college level, million dollars. You you know how well you eat, yo. That's you and you you out here looking at professors like they peasants. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the difference between actually because. Uh, the G League Ignite, them boys live in California. But if you're making a half a million dollars in Lexington, I imagine that goes farther than uh, wherever you are in uh, L.A. So, shoot, man. Dufo got a real predicament on their hands, especially if you, you're grossing that amount of money. Uh, I think there's a chance that we might see more dudes go local, though. That it's possible, but like I think the thing with the like that though is just kind of like the thing is wherever you go, right? As a student, like as an athlete, especially like if you're if the program that you're the athlete for is any good, like you'll you'll have some some endorsement money from somebody, even if it's like the lo- the a handful of local car dealerships. Or that one restaurant everybody goes to or something. Um, but, like, I could see that in that, like, of course you already have, you, you're already halfway known wherever it is you live. Of course, you get more people know you when you go to college because more people pay attention to the college level than, like, people at the high school level because there are a million and one high schools and it's just, they're everywhere. Um, but, like, but, but like, there'll be plenty of people where it's, like, you're arguably, like, they're arguably just as well off as, as if they would have, like, declared and, like, gone, like, we mentioned G League or even, like, declared for the NBA and got, like, a, a second round pick or something. Because it's just, like, one dude I, I constantly think of when I think of, like, dudes who played for, like, four years and were good is, like, Mike Dom, who played for, like, what, South Dakota, I think? yeah. And it's just like the people. It's like the people in South Dakota. Like, like if he was he, of course, like if, if they got if they got a Mike Dom, he can make bank in South Dakota. Maybe not anywhere else. Well, that's not entirely true because he was. I want to think he was an All American right around there. Um, like there's money for that young man, right? And like, <clears throat> and like it's money that like. Well, in fairness, I don't know how much. A dude, a dude in that particular situation would be worth, because like you're an all-American, but you're at a school that's not that that's not that big a name, 
and in a state that like exists. Um, I'm sure there's some rich dude who pay you an obscene amounts of money for no good reason. <clears throat> I think that's going to be the biggest one because I will not to be nosy, not to be counting people's paper, but I would like to see what the what these numbers are looking like because I know when I was reading the article. It, it, them young folk, especially the ones that were mentioned, are getting the bag. We're talking about college, um, college football. There was a few other sports where those people are getting paid handsomely for their thing. I want to know what the median is. I want to know what the average is. Um, like that's that's going to be a little bit more where my head that is because I don't know about you. I used to go to, uh, when I was in school, $700 left, last me for the entire semester in Tallahassee. So I can't imagine the $5,000. Like, I would, ooh, but look, I'd, I would learn how to cook crab legs, baby. We <laughs> <laughs> having a crab bowl every week. <laughs> this, this is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm happy for them. You know? They're about to be mad. I feel like the median would probably be, I don't know, probably wouldn't be too crazy. You'll have a bunch of folks who get, you'll have, you'll have kids who will get obscene amounts of money, some of which will make sense, like Jalen Duran, like, commits and he, he'll immediately get paid, right? Yeah. Um, like, dudes like that will get a whole bunch of, we'll get, we'll get a lot of money, maybe, like, yeah, they get a... Hmm. It also helps that Jalen Duran should probably model. That's a handsome young man. It probably does help. But, um, but like, a dude like him will probably get a couple million in endorsements, I'd imagine. Um, or close to it. Like, like, think about it. Like, even if he stays at Duke for, like, four years, and he's not, there's no good reason. There'd be no good reason for him to. Right. Matter of fact, I don't even think Duke's in his final five. Besides the point right now. Point being that like he 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 like he stays somewhere for like three or four years and like it wouldn't surprise me if he's making rookie contract money. Cause he's gonna cause he's gonna be well known in his in his area. He's gonna be well known countrywide because he's the best player in his class or the second best. Depending on who you ask, but like that, but he's gonna be cold, right? And that's gonna draw more attention. If he's any good social media thing, more like more a bigger following still, right? Yeah, dude. You know what I just realized? What? Imagine if you have a crazy March Madness run, and you're hmm. It already became a star overnight. Yeah. Go back to school and cash out, man. Ain't nobody gonna be mad at you. Like Max uh, Acemus is mm-hmm. in best positions in college basketball. Like I don't know if you heard. Um, he went to the the combine and played poorly. It don't matter, dog. Everybody already know you. 
you your natural draw in what wherever Oral Roberts is. I think that's in Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. But, but you should you should be able to go back and eat, especially the fact that you score for the nation. Like and that's gonna be a great that's gonna be a great situation. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be interesting. Right. And like the thing is I like I think it'll I think something we'll also come to see, right? Like, is that like the women's players, from a monetary standpoint, are g- going to be shown to be a lot more value? Mm-hmm. Like, to the, okay. All right, no, I'm gonna cut random economic talk out. But like, gonna be shown to be like a lot more, have a lot more monetary value in terms of like their names, images, and likenesses than a lot of people want to act like. Like you just you mentioned the the twins where you say South uh, San Fran I don't remember where you said they play at. Hmm. Fresno State. They went to Fresno. Okay, Fresno State. And like I halfway follow the stuff and I've never heard of them. Um. So like, and like you know, Bukers is about to get paid. Um. Bukers, that girl at Iowa. Um. Fud, who's who's just coming in? Um, who else? Just that probably a couple girls at Stanford. I know that one who just won what MOP in the tournament. Uh, I can't remember her name for the life of me right now. I don't know why. <laughs> so you know how. Uh in track you can be a nike sponsored athlete mm-hmm. are we gonna like how long do you think it's gonna take for like the big brands to start doing that about a week because <laughs> right, I'm, I'm really excited to see like the, the college branch because especially the ones where you like okay, go ahead and get you suited up right now right like, yeah, it's just like, it's like, what was it, to quote, I think, Sonny Vaccaro, and like, they're quoting him like a documentary about like all of his stuff with the shoe people and whatnot, just like, you know, why they give the the deals to like the schools, like the coaches, like, because they cause we wanted to give them directly to the players, but they wouldn't let us. They can give it directly to the to the players now, right? And so, yeah, it's gonna, like, it's, like, like I said, Jalen Duran will get paid as soon as he commits. Like, they pro- like this, even if, like, he hasn't talked to anybody, there are people lined up waiting, right? And, like, there are, and, like, the truth of the matter is, right, that, like, Duke's bench warmers are going to get paid, too. Like, they're not going to get paid like the dudes who actually play. Well, they might when they commit. But, like, after a year or two, it's not going to, but, um... But but it's also a thing where it's like if you're like Nike or Adidas or whatever, why wouldn't you want to have an all American like the dudes who made the all American team, like re- like repping your organization? Unless like dude's just like a terrible person or something, and you found out from so and so or some such. But like assuming they're not terrible people, it's like why wouldn't you want a dude like one of the best players in the country wearing your shoes and your clothes and like in your commercials? This this is going to be 
Like to see how all of this plays out. Because I could see I could see transfer numbers dropping because of this. And I could also see early entrance of the NBA finals. I'm not after thinking about this, I'm not sure if it will increase or decrease, especially if you're one of those kids on the bubble. Because I feel like putting your name in with the NBA draft, that just kind of gets you more spotlight. Like, like a dude like Josh Preston. Mm-hmm. Like, you just had this wonderful Cinderella story. Now people got to pay you. Or at least would want to pay you. Like, it's like, that's the thing, though, right? The early interns will probably drop because, again, there, like, there, there's, there will probably be more money in staying for a lot of dudes who would consider early entry, like, than, like, going and being, like, a second-round pick or something. Um, when you get to, like, the first-round players that aren't, like, top picks, probably, the, 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 the thought process gets a little different, right? But it's also just like it's probably more fun being the best dude on your college team than being the dude at the end of an NBA bench. Yeah. Especially when you're making what? Okay, it's the best. Yeah. I really wish people knew how money worked because ten to fifteen thousand dollars if you don't have a budget of a lot of money when you don't have real bills. It's a lot of money. Yes. So that's a big flip, yo. Like even if you even if you have bills and you have a solid budget, that's a decent amount of money. Unless you're just being stupid with it. But it's not about money. I don't care what you do with it. To be honest with you, just just don't be too ignorant. Uh, Somebody's going to be. And we'll probably hear about it. It's going to be uh, 30 documentaries talking about players going broke, but it's the college edition. That would be so strange, though. It's just like, but whatever. Moving on a little bit, just to move the conversation along. Um, Good news, at least, you know, if you like the Memphis Tigers. Um... Larry Brown is not will be, you know, Penny's newest assistant coach. Um, for anybody who was unaware, yes, he is still alive. Um, and apparently just he's he's probably going to die in a coach's chair somewhere. It's just th- this man still like trying to be like trying to be on a bench at 80. Like he doesn't want to get out the game. I like Lou Holtz. <laughs> Like, but it's good news for the Tigers in part because, like, well, one, it's good news because Penny wanted him, wanted Larry Brown on his staff since he got to Memphis. Um, But the AD at the time was like, no, I guess there's some hoops you have to jump through to get him or something, clearances and stuff, because, you know, Larry Brown is Larry Brown. Um... And the numerous violations in his various head coaching stints. Um, but he's also an amazing head coach. 
um, who's been successful at both the college and pro level. Um, and at this point, right, is like Penny kind of just needs him to teach him how to run a good offense because like Penny seems to have defense figured out, right? According to Ken Palm, the last two seasons, Memphis's defense were ranked fifth and first in the country at the end of the season, respectively. So, like, defense, Penny seems to have defense figured out. Offense. Offense. Hmm. Oh, no, all right, for perspective, at the end of the, so according to Ken Palm, by, at the end of the season, Memphis's offense was ranked, I think it was 121 in the country. And this is after um, what, DeAndre Williams got cleared and immediately improved everything offensively that Memphis had going on. So it was – so keep, keep, this is after a massive improvement by adding that young man. So just imagine what it was like beforehand, right? It was – and I saw those games. It was, it was rough. They lost games they should have won. So is that a talent issue, or is the offense just that bad? I think it's – I'd make the argument it's more of the offense just – It's you can make the argument for a little of both, but i make more the, the issue of, like, it wasn't – Penny just didn't do a good job of setting up the offense. It's like even in the – I think their first game was against – or at least the first game I saw, I think, was against Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, their defense wasn't the issue. It was just, like, a lot of the – like, they didn't – on, on the offense, like, they didn't move the ball. They, you know, kind of just tried to ISO. Like, it, dudes were playing kind of selfish. Like, it was it was hard – like, offense was hard to watch. Defense – defense was great. But that doesn't matter if you can't score any points, right? If you hold – like, if you hold them to one point, it doesn't matter if you score zero, Right? Um, and, but, you know, Larry Brown should hopefully be able to help with that. Like, don't let him anywhere near recruiting. <laughs> like, just don't. But, like, practice, like, all the stuff involving, like, practice and, like, getting your stuff together. Let him work. Take notes. Right? Like, even if it's, even if he's just there one year, right? Long as Penny learns how to do it, like, it's money well spent. And, like, I I know there are people who think that Penny's not a good coach. I would disagree. At the very least, even if you want to make the argument he's not a particularly good coach, there's still a lot of room for improvement there. And, like, he can clearly coach defense at this point. So, it's, like, he's clearly it's not a lost cause. Um, and he's also a really good recruiter. So, yeah. Okay. Uh... So let's talk about the other coaching hires that are going on. But uh, Nate McMillan got an extension. Mm-hmm. Four years, don't really know the financial part. But he pushed the Hawks, like, really deep, his playoff run. And I'm, I'm glad that he finally could get interim tag taken off and is full-time with it. Uh, what was another... Uh, college coaching one that you want to talk about? Um, let's see. I don't think there any, there have been too. Oh, oh, okay. So let me make sure I get Buddy's name correct. 
just because I, I, I don't know Buddy's name. I'm not going to front with you. Um, but Bethune-Cookman, uh, you know, BCC, um, I really shouldn't be doing this in an official capacity. I apologize for no. now. <laughs> no, all right, but full seriousness, though. Um, they reportedly have just hired a new head coach, a Reggie Theus, um, and in the process have, of course, chosen not to hire the interim their their interim head coach, Dominic Taylor, who, um, and just for the record, like they did this right after, like the like the space for like the transfer waiver stuff was up. So, like, players and also the coach functionally would have assumed that he was going to coach the season, right? Because it's it's out of – they hired him after the players couldn't really leave. Yeah. So, um, my understanding is the players aren't particularly thrilled, of course. Um, coach Taylor almost certainly isn't because why would he be thrilled? Um, and it's just kind of a shitty move. Like – you know, you can't really blame a dude for taking a job, but, like, you can blame the people who hired them for doing them under the particular conditions, I suppose. I definitely see the issue in all of this. I purposely waited for me, but I didn't really have an option. Uh, but doesn't, Reggie Theus is, like, a former NBA player, like. Yeah. Unless his coaching track record is poo, maybe you should give him a chance. You should probably avoid fighting him because Reggie Theus is kind of big. But, you know, old banana in a tailpipe, I feel you. I, I, I think the issue is, is less that it's like, he it's, it's more the how, I think. Yeah. And, you know, exactly... The, the the fact that he was hired, right? It's like you do it in, in such a way, like your players who like, players who very well may have transferred because like players really commit to coaches more than schools, even if they like, not to say that they don't like their schools, right? But like you committed to a school under the assumption that a certain person was going to coach you, right? And, you know, Taylor you know, in addition to being the interim, it also recruited all the guys. So, yeah. Also, I'm looking at his head coaching record. It's not very good. You're talking about uh, Taylor or Theus? Theus, Theus. Taylor had a much harder job. Yeah. Theus also hasn't been, appears not have coached since 2018. Um, coaching Cal State and Northridge. It, it went poorly. <laughs> much, uh, probably not much easier conference now that I'm thinking about Cal State Northridge, but a bit easier conference in the MEAC. Um, hopefully they can really sell this whole um, name, image, and likeness and the appreciation of having a former NBA player there. Because if they can't, like, he made that bad job really hard. Like he he's already like up the like he lost the locker room before, <laughs> and like he hasn't even done anything for real yet. 
But also, also Bethune's not in the MIAC anymore. They 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 left with us. They're in the SWAC now. Okay. More competition there. This should be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm looking like I'm I'm looking forward to like seeing really how Fam does in the SWAC. I don't really care how Bethune does. Like you want them to be good, just so like when you beat them, it feels better. It's like I wish you all success in the world, except for when you play with us. Matter of fact, scratch that. Just y'all are here. Just. <sighs> I need them to suck all the time because it's so much better for heckling. It is. It is. But, like, I don't know. Like, if they're good and we beat them, it means more on a grander scale, I suppose. But, I don't know. Heckling is fun. Like, we'll do it anyway. I don't really need a reason. Ah, shout out to junior year. We were elite level hacklers, bro. <laughs> oh man, I loved going to basketball teams and making fun of both teams. Like, oh y'all, hey God. You remember when we played that Christian school? I'm trying to remember. We Vaguely, because had- like there were random teams that they put on the schedule. Yeah. Bro, we hit the boys by like eighty. It was like three people that had were like thirty on the other team. Like they they brought their kids to that game to get smacked on. And I think there was a dude in an eye patch. Yeah, yeah. Good basketball though. Good basketball though. <laughs> uh, Calvin. All right, let's go ahead and close this thing out. This has been another episode of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. And yes, we do help on every episode. So tune in again for another one. I have been your host, Alan Pettigrew. And my man in front of me, Calvin, can go ahead and sign us out of this thing. Um, You know, once again, I'm Calvin McGowan. Thank you for, you know, sticking with us through this one. If you know, you're joining us on YouTube, you know, like, share, subscribe, do something in the comments. Um, actually, tell us how you think the whole name, image, and likeness thing will pan out now that kids can actually make money by, you know, using their image and things for the first time in college basketball, because that makes perfect sense. But, um, of course, you know, if you you can listen to us where you listen, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And... Have a good rest of your week. Go ahead, share, and subscribe as we begin the show.